And the question to ask yourself is, if I had rested another minute or two, could I have gotten another rep? And if the answer is yes, then you gotta weigh, that, weigh the, the pros and cons. Welcome to the Tomination Time Podcast. I normally stream diet and fitness on Twitch with my waifu, Helen. These podcasts will be edited portions of the stream. We'll go over diet, fitness, motivation, ergonomics, and more. Don't forget to follow us on twitch.tv slash Tomination Time and leave your notifications on for when we go live. What percent of macros should I be aiming for when trying to lose fat and weight? He's 25 years old, 220 pounds, six foot two. He used to be a hardcore swimmer when I was younger, six years, uh, six years ago. But I don't have much experience with weightlifting, but I've done enough lifting to know what I'm doing. Okay, so I'll just bucket you into beginner for weightlifting. Uh, 6'2", 220 pounds. It sounds like I'm going to guess you're trying to lose weight. So, yeah, all right. You already mentioned that. You're trying to lose fat and lose weight. So, macros. To dial in your macros, start with minimum protein and minimum fat and then just fill in the rest. So, first of all, uh, actually, before you, before you even do that, do you know what your calories are? How many calories you're going to eat every day, Goralite? If you don't know how many calories you want to eat, you can go to the Twitch chat and type exclamation mark TDE, uh, total daily energy expenditure. That's basically your maintenance calories. You can go to my website, tominationtime.com slash TDE and figure that out. So in Gorlight's case, he's eating about 1700 calories a day. I don't know what your maintenance is, but it sounds like a deficit to me, like you're going to be um, losing weight on that. So how do you calculate your macros? Very simply, start with your calorie intake. Assuming this is sustainable for you, I don't know if it is. So we got to make sure that you're eating enough calories to where you don't feel like you're going to crash and burn because it's just too low. All right. So assuming that's going to be fine, 700 calories per day. He is six foot two, 220 pounds. Beginner in weightlifting. Okay. Uh, weight loss goals. Okay. So from uh, 1700 calories. Calculate your minimum protein and minimum fat. So protein, minimum or protein range, broadly speaking, 0.6 to 1.0 grams, uh, grams protein per pound in body weight, um, where basically if you are the more obese and the more of a beginner you are, 0.6 grams of protein per pound body weight is probably fine. The leaner you are, the more advanced you are, the stronger you are, you should be moving more towards one gram per pound body weight or even more if you can. It's not always practical to eat more than a gram of protein per pound body weight, but more is better. It's just expensive and impractical sometimes. Okay, so, and then calculate your fat. Fat's gonna be, um, aim for about 0.3 grams per pound body weight. If you go plus, minus 10, 20, 50% of this, it doesn't matter in the short term, as long as in general, you're not having a very low amount of fat, like 0.1 grams of fat per pound body weight is very low. So let's do the math right here. He is, since he's a beginner and he's trying to lose weight, um, at 220 pounds, 6'2", we're gonna do 0.6 grams per uh, times 220, which is going to be 132. Grams. So 132 grams protein minimum. <clears throat> fat would be basically the same number divided by two. Uh, 66, whoops. 66 grams fat minimum. So the rest of your calories can come from any combination of that. So how many calories do you have to work with that you can put in as protein, carbs, or fat? Let's do a quick quick estimation here. 1700 calories minus, so let's how much car how many calories do you have left over to eat whatever you want? 
uh, four calories per gram of protein. So we're gonna do uh, 132 grams of protein times four calories, and then minus also the fat, which is gonna be nine calories uh, per gram of fat times 66. So um, another way to put that is 1700 minus, so let's do the math really quick. Four times 132 equals 528 minus nine times 66, 594. So how many calories do you have left over? You have 578 calories left over for any macros. So what that means is you could then turn in these 578 calories into all carbs, more a combination of car uh, carbs, protein, fat. Since you are 6'2", 220 pounds, and you're trying to weight lift, and you've got such a low amount of calories, this is pretty, I mean, this is not impossible, but this is borderline becoming um, unsustainable probably long-term. So keep that in mind that you might be, if you're starving out of your mind and your just performance sucks, consider upping your calories. That being said, uh, 578 calories, I would probably put almost all of this towards carbs, maybe a little bit of protein to feel more full. Balance that out to where you feel the best. You might feel the best on having this all be uh, carbs, have it all be uh, a little bit more protein, a little bit more fat, it's up to you. So there's no one right answer here. I think I, I, I do not like being overly specific on macros. I like giving people ranges. Calories is more important. So if we're to convert this to carbs, it'd be 578 cals, right? 578 cals divided by four, because it's four calories per gram of uh, carbs, equals one forty-four grams carbs. So those are your macros. This is an example anyway. Minimum 132 grams protein, minimum 66 grams of fat. Fill in the rest however you want. I'd probably do carbs. And that's the macros that you do. I don't like doing percentage macros of like 25, 25, 50 or something like that. Um, or like 40, 40, 20. I like calculating minimums and then just filling in based on preference. Rocktron says, I felt like I lost so much strength when I tried to drop my carbs under 100 grams per day. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt the same too when I'm cutting. I have not a lot of calories to work with. Carbs feel so good, man. Geonosius asks, what do you do for rest periods between sets? I know I've seen a variety of answers from one to six minutes. A lot of it depends on what's your training modality. How much time do you have? Is it crowded in the gym? What are your goals? All that kind of stuff. So let's take two extremes because I think using extreme examples is one of the best ways to just illustrate a point. <clears throat> if you work out at a powerlifting gym or you're working out at home, you have all the time in the world and you're going for a powerlifting routine to where you're trying to lift heavy and go for progressive tension overload. We're really trying to like build muscle or strength. Um, more volume is better. And if you rest longer, you will get uh, more volume in. Now, if you now there is an upper limit, like if you're resting so long that you're cooling off and your muscles start to cramp after you start uh, doing your next set. OK, that's a problem. That's resting too long for me personally. I started to hit those limits around 10 or 20 minute rest periods uh, due to stuff going on Twitch. You know, like if I was on front page or something, it was super, super busy. Um, my priority at those times is not lifting. My priority is uh, talking to chat. But anyway, so. Generally speaking, most people don't rest longer than 10 period, 10 minutes. So if you keep it 10 minutes or less and you're still getting in the same number of sets and you're not wasting time, like you're able to multitask or whatever, you don't mind. Uh, longer is better. Again, with the exception of don't go so long that you're cooling off and you're cramping. 
or that you're losing um you're losing your your benefits from warming up like for example if you were uh, let's say for, for warming up, you were doing some uh, foam rolling and you felt a little bit looser and you felt ready to go. You felt a bit more mo- mobilized, but then you kind of lost that because you're resting so long. Okay, that's another caveat too. But generally speaking, longer rest periods equals more volume equals more progressive overload. Okay. But on the flip side, let's say you're at a busy gym. You're, you don't want to spend all day at the gym. You don't be hogging equipment and you don't care that much about strength and hypertrophy. You just care about, you want to get in a good workout. You want to build some muscle, whatever you can. You want to get your heart rate up, do a little bit of cardio. Uh, shorter rest periods makes more sense for that. So, like for example, um, if you're going to a typical gym, you want to do some like uh, lighter weights, higher rep stuff, and you want to do basically like more circuit style training for isolation movements. They're less compound. They're more isolation, so that, so that they're gonna be easier to recover from. You can have shorter rest periods, like thirty seconds to a minute. Um, whereas if you're doing heavier compound stuff, you tend to need more time to recover from that and just like because uh, uh, it takes a lot out of you now of course if you do cardio on a regular basis like you go out for jogs regularly you might be better adapted to just quickly bounce back from a heavy set but another rule of thumb is rest long enough such that you can do the next set with all like you can hit all the reps you want to hit meaning you don't miss reps because you're too tired and the question to ask yourself is if i had rested another minute or two could I have got another rep? And if the answer is yes, then you got to weigh that weigh the, the pros and cons like, OK, should I rest longer? If I do rest longer, do I have time for that? Am I hogging equipment? Uh, those are things to kind of consider for this. So what, what's a practical rule of thumb? I think um, depending on your style of training, what I usually do is I will prioritize longer rest periods for my first few sets of the day, which usually are my heaviest sets. I put my heavy hard work first in the day because that's when I'm freshest and I care the most about trying to hit certain numbers. Uh, So I'll rest long, you know, like even if I weren't streaming, I'd be resting like probably five plus minutes for those sets. Then as the workout progresses, I tend to go to lighter stuff, more isolation stuff. And then I have, um, I don't, I don't feel as taxed and I can just rest shorter periods. So, Geonosis, I hope that helps. Feel free to ask any follow-ups, but that's that's it in a nutshell about rest periods between sets. There's a lot of caveats, and it really depends on what you're trying to do. But those are some rules of thumb. Make sure you're able to hit all the reps you wanted to hit, and and make sure you're balancing also time in the gym and and you know being polite to other people who might want the equipment. Um, another thing to think about too is if you are a normal person and you are constrained to just a single one-hour workout at the gym. Um, if you rest shorter periods of time, you might be able to actually generate more volume. That is, you're able to do more exercises in that one hour. So take, for example, um, let's just go to the extreme. Like you're doing 10-minute rests between sets. In one hour, you could get like six sets in, right? Six sets, that's not a lot of volume. Versus if you rested just a minute or two between sets, you may not be able to go as heavy, but you could probably get in more total working sets which might be more total volume in the big picture. It depends like, okay, well, how heavy were those sets? Were they junk volume or not? And so again, there's a lot of uh, nuance to this, but you get the idea. Like these are things to consider and and think about what it is you care about. All right, Gino, just hope that helps. Shorter rest periods between sets equals more weight loss. I don't know if that's a serious question, but generally speaking, yes, you're going to burn more calories if you're doing more total work in in, a, in an hour. Uh, keep in mind, though, that you're not. It's not like you're going to be. Um, 
it's not like you're burning a ton of calories anyway during weightlifting. Yes, you burn some, you don't burn a lot. Okay, so to, you know, to keep following up from the previous question, junk volume, what I mean by junk volume is like, if I, let's just say I did, um, let's just say I did, sh like I'm doing shoulders, okay? Um, I did shoulders and I did already like 12 sets of shoulders that I burned out with some supersets at the end, supersets meaning, or like drop sets, where basically like I'm doing side raises and I was doing like 20 pounds and then I did 10 pounds, like as as I'm, I'm fatiguing on the 20 pounds side raises, then I drop the weight to 10 pounds, I do as many reps as I can, as that starts to fatigue, I drop that immediately and I do like five pounds and I, I keep, those are um drop sets. After a drop set, most people are just fucking spent. It is very difficult to keep going in terms of doing more and more um, uh, volume. And so if I were to do additional sets, I would probably be so burnt out on my side raises that I could probably just do five pounds. If I did eight pounds, I might like the, my form would probably be so crappy because my muscles are just taxed. And then at that point, that's that's one way to uh, define junk volume. It's cra so crappy form or it's so uh, low on weight and intensity that's not really challenging the muscle, you're already spent, any volume you throw at it is kind of pointless. You, sh you should say it for another day. So that that's, that's what can happen if you're just um, kind of burning through stuff. So for example, like hit cardio circuit style training, I would consider that to be kind of junk volume towards training and trying to do achieve hypertrophy or strength. You're going to plateau very fast on like strength and hypertrophy from hit cardio. You'll build some muscle and strength from hit cardio if you're doing it in a way where like you're doing like circus style training. But um, you because you're resting so such short amount of, amounts of time and you're taxing those muscles for so long, it's more like you're doing um, here. Let me undo because this is I'm putting this question back up because it's all still part of the same question as I was talking about earlier it's all one long continuous question um, you're resting so short that you're failing the sets because of cardio limitations not because uh, cardio and, and metabolic met adaptations where your muscles are just fatiguing from being tired as opposed to they're fatiguing from the weight being too heavy similar but different anyway What's the threshold for junk volume? Doesn't that depend on the intensity you're lifting? 75% 1RM is my average lifted intensity. Yeah, so um, it depends on who you're asking, but generally speaking, if it, the, the volume is less than 60% of your 1RM, it's considered junk. So you can pull up some calculators for this. Let me pull up an infographic. <coughs> um, and let's look at this one. So uh, a simple a simple infographic of percent of your 1RM and how many reps you're doing. So 60% of your 1RM is like 20 reps. And when you start to do more reps than 20, it's becoming less smaller and smaller of your of an intensity percent of your 1RM. And it becomes more and more endurance. Obviously, this is a grayscale. This is not like a black and white thing. Like the moment you do 21, like the moment you do instead of 14 reps, you do 15 reps. And then all you did was junk. No, it's not that. It's not that. Um, black and white. So it's, it's a rule of thumb. Um, so generally speaking, I try to keep all the sets to be 20 reps or less. Usually I try to aim for most of my sets to be like five to 12 ish reps, somewhere around there. It's not a hard and fast rule, but I try to keep it around there because it's going to be intense enough to, um, to, to fit within that 60% of your one RM or higher or, or heavier range 
for the stimulus. So again, if you're getting so fatigued from really short rest periods and you're doing so much volume in an hour to the point where your muscles are already taxed, you have to drop the weight, drop the weight, even though, okay, forget about the number of reps. Um, think about percent one RM when you're fresh. So going with the example of side raises, let's just say, for example, I could do five by five side raises at 20 pounds. Okay. You know, side raises are pretty hard. So let's say I can do five by five at 20 pounds. So five reps. So 20 pounds is like my 87%, maybe 85% of my one RM. Okay. So that's, that's side raises. <clears throat> now I'm having to drop it to like five pounds cause I'm so fatigued and I'm, um, I'm so damn fatigued from everything. And so I cannot do anything close to that. So what would that be? So I have a one RM calculator, exclamation mark tracking, and you can see my uh, tracking sheet. And right, I have a one RM calculator on here. If you want to use the same tracking sheet, to track your volume and stuff, go to the Twitch channel, type exclamation mark tracking. You can copy this exact same um, uh, Google Doc or Google Sheet and you can copy it over. It tracks volume. It's pretty nice. Anyway, um, five, so like five reps at 20 pounds. So this calculates, this is a one example, one RM calculator. So, uh, unfortunately it stops at 12 reps. It doesn't actually go to 20. You can find other one RM calculators online, but basically like I'm at five pounds, I'm probably going to be below the 20%, uh, the 60% of your one RM. So we're entering the range of junk volume and junk volume. I think, I think is a bro term. I don't think it's actually clearly defined. So if it is, uh, awesome. Let me know. But otherwise, as far as I know, it's kind of like a bro science term, meaning it's not like I don't think actual studies have been done on, you know, doing drop sets into junk volume territory. So the point is your sets should be challenging. You should try to keep them like at 60% of your 1RM or, or, or heavier and um, pay attention to your form. Because a lot of times when we're so fatigued from very short rest periods, we're doing tons of volume in a single hour. Our form starts to go to crap and we don't even realize it. Anyway, so um, Racktron says, is that the same as cheat reps? <clears throat> How do you define Racktron? Can you define cheat reps for me? I have my definition in my head. Best I make sure we're on the same page. <clears throat> All right, Adam, man. Sounds good. See you later. Have a good, have a good one. Gianosha says, that does help. I'm trying to figure out a game plan for when I, the gym opens back up and I can actually move to lifting heavier instead of working on shoulder stability. Yeah, sounds good. So when I think cheat reps, <clears throat> I think about using momentum. Um, and Racktron says, using poor body mechanics when exhausted to get two or three more reps to finish a set. Okay, yeah. So um, it, my opinion on this is, I think there is a place and time for poor body mechanics or using momentum to try and um, get in some more volume or, or reps. However, what you do, your execution should match what you expected. That is, if you thought you were going to do, let's say, um, 10 reps of side raises, we're talking about side raises, right? So like, let's just keep to that example. If you were doing <clears throat> 10 reps of side raises, um, and you expected to be able to execute all 10 reps with good form and you're very stable, then uh, I hope all 10 reps look exactly like you expected. However, if you're lying to yourself, like, yeah, man, I had a good 10 reps, but if you record yourself and it's more like, okay, it's like, okay, rep eight, rep nine, uh, like in 10, and you're starting to recruit other muscles, you're changing the angle, then you're kind of cheating yourself and that better be intentional. Like, as in you planned for it, where you were planning to do 10 good reps 
and then you felt like, fuck it, this is the last of the day. Let me just squeeze out a couple more reps. If you want to do something like that because you plan for it, go ahead. If you're doing a style of lifting that uses some momentum and you're okay with that and that's the style of training you want to do, absolutely go for it. Like barbell rows, for example, is a lot of different variations for how strict your form is, for what angle you're using. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter as long as you're executing the way you expected it to, which is if you're planning on using no momentum, then in your head, you're thinking you're using momentum. If you record yourself, then you better be using no momentum. You know what I mean? Otherwise, lower the weight, swallow your pride, and uh, do a lighter controlled weight. Similarly, if you want to do, like, if you know you're going to do a, um, a set of reps, or you're going to cheat kind of on it and use some momentum, that's fine. You can still progress with that. There's a time and place for that. Just don't lie to yourself that you're doing good form and you're not using momentum when you actually are. <coughs> Uh, Bob Ross says, I still think there's some good endurance benefits from mixing lifts in below 50% 1RM and below. Sure. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I consider that to be basically cardio, right? Like, I mean, there's a play, time and place for cardio. Absolutely. It's just if you're going to use that to try and generate uh, more volume for the purpose of strength and hypertrophy, I would absolutely not put that first in your workout. I'd put that towards the end. And I would not... I would not treat those sets that seriously towards your volume, towards weightlifting. It's a very gray kind of nebulous area in terms of who you're talking to and what lens we're looking at it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If you want to throw it in, just don't do it at the beginning of your workout. You don't want to start your workout taxing the muscles and going to failure in the first few sets. I'll give a quick example. Um, there's this one guy who he's stuck on his bench press. He's a young, skinny guy. His bench press was like 135 pounds, uh, five by five. And so... Um, Based on his body weight, he should be able to do more. So, and he was, he was plateauing on that. So I was asking him like, okay, what's going on? Like, tell me about your workout. Tell me about your volume, your workout routine. And so his trainer had him doing, hear me out. <laughs> Set one, he would do bench press like um, eight reps. 135 or something like that and then second set was like six reps second third set four reps and he was so fatigued in each one he couldn't he couldn't do more and I asked him like okay can you tell me more about the sets he would do a set of eight uh bench press eight reps and then he would immediately stop and then go into doing uh push-ups a super set of push-ups set one for bench press supersetted with push-ups <laughs> like if you guys don't know what that's going to do, you're going to be so damn tired after your first set because you're basically maxing out on your bench press followed by maxing out on push-ups. Your muscles will be so fatigued and taxed. The rest of your exercises for the day are going to be approaching junk volume. And no wonder, exactly, praise Jesus, no wonder. That was what was going on with him. He had that issue where he was... um basically losing out on all this volume because he just he was too tired if this podcast earned it please consider leaving a review on itunes we're new to the podcast space and we will be reading all the feedback also if you like the content follow us on twitch.tv slash domination time and keep notifications on for when we go live feed your brain feed your body and we'll see you next time